MJ Unplugged is recorded and produced by MJ Studios. Hi everyone, my name is Hemant Kumar Siyar and your host MJ is the oldest friend that I can remember. So uh, we studied together in class 3 in this small town called Tirumangalam near Madurai. I was there barely for a year but I still remember him. So we were pen pals for 2-3 years after I moved out from that town and eventually we lost touch and almost 20 years later I tried searching for him on Facebook and I, I must have messaged like multiple Lakshmi Narayanas whom I knew <laughs> and eventually it was like holy shit this is the same guy I, you know I used to go to school with so that's how we reconnected and of course like we we met only once in all these years uh, but I'm glad to come back to on his show and interact with you all Hi and welcome to MG Plug Season 1 Episode 5. In this episode, I talk to Hemant Kumar CR, who is one of my earliest friends from childhood. In 2014, we reconnected in Facebook after a break of 20 years. We have stayed in touch since then. He is an established movie critic in Telugu media and contributes to various publications in India such as First Post, News Minute and Film Companion. Apart from our childhood nostalgia, we also discuss his experience in Pilani, one of the prestigious engineering colleges in India, why he pivoted from engineering to writing, his career progression as a movie reviewer and his views on Telugu movie industry one of the biggest movie industries in India, if not the world. So without further ado, this is Hemant Unplugged. Hi Hemant. Hi MJ. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm good, bro. It's so good to talk to you finally, you know. <laughs> After so long. It's been a long time coming. I know. Like I, I cannot like, okay, just to give some context for like the four people listening. <laughs> <laughs> you came to Pitramangalam Madurai and we were uh, classmates in 1993-94, third right. standard. Uh for just one year i guess one. i remember you were living very close to my house as well yeah it was right next door actually yeah, yeah. it was like meant to be or something so we used to play a lot in your first floor you had a huge balcony kind of a thing so that's where we used to play <laughs> with your, you and your brother right. I, I don't remember much of your father but I vaguely remember your mom. Uh, she was uh, obviously like very sweet and uh, taking care of us, I guess. And uh, within one year, you left and then you went to U- UP, Uttar Pradesh or something. Yes. yes. Right, right? It's a place called Jalesar near Agra. Yeah. Okay. And you wrote me a postcard from there. <laughs> I think that is the first time somebody has written to me personally. Like it was addressed <laughs> to me. And I like I didn't realize like what what it meant or what it is or anything like that. But uh, everyone in my family was like amazed, like oh my god, he has written to you. That too from Uttar Pradesh, he has written to you. Dude, you, you were my only friend in that school, man. Like 
Although we were like just five I mean, of us in that class, we had like but... four people in our class. If I'm not, yeah, I but... don't even remember many of the people there. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, it was a very small school. It was just coming up, and right. uh, we were the topmost class, I guess. Yes, uh, third standard. <laughs> so you wrote. I mean, dad was like, uh, no, you have to write. Uh, it was in English. Like I didn't know if I can write in English. <laughs> Oh, so much happened, yeah. I didn't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Like, sort of a smart person or whatever. But uh, whatever written was like from the textbook or answers or anything. <laughs> Nothing from my own. And I have not even written in Tamil or anything like that. Like, like originally. <laughs> so, like, what? What will I write to him? Just answer what his question. Ask how he is. he finds something i don't know how long did he get any letter from me do you remember yeah, yeah, getting any letter i i, I okay. got once or twice if i'm not wrong oh uh, okay so we yeah. did have a couple of exchanges yeah couple of exchanges yeah, right. yeah then obviously it fizzled yeah. out <laughs> yeah. but when i created facebook i am not even sure when i when i was in orkot but when i created facebook i think i made a group for the school Okay. and then i was hoping maybe if someone sees it or you know they connected or you know maybe we can find something and then uh, like i don't think much happened like i people who are already in touch with me at that point uh, where you know oh you started i will also join the group or whatever but nothing came out of it or anything so mm. i checked i was just checking uh, facebook uh, before the, <laughs> the interview it was november 2013 or something like that you had messaged me and obviously it went to spam oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you must be wondering oh this guy forgot me <laughs> no I, i messaged so many so many people of the same name right and i asked them this very specific question are you that person from this school power <laughs> one person replied saying no man i'm not from that school thank you very much. oh okay okay Yeah. yeah, I think I I'm not sure if I yeah I, I was probably uh, had my name NJ also at that point. Ha, yeah, yeah, quite because possibly. Because I yeah. changed it to a narcot. So okay. I was just continuing that the same thing. Right. And in January 2014 probably what that is 2 or 3 months later then I saw I was checking the spam for some reason I saw your thing and I couldn't believe it <laughs> like my whole life was flashing <laughs> me like what? What is happening? <laughs> and I was like, you oh like, no, I've been searching for you for years. So I'm like, oh my god, if we help, we're like, it's like I didn't search for him. What did he do to me? It's like, oh, then we had the conversation, and uh, by God's grace, or you know, whatever, we actually met in person. Like know, three right? years later, right. three years before 2017, I I believe. I had come there to Bangalore and I met him. I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like, uh, "I mean, this this happens. Uh, I don't know, like serendipity or whatever. You never know who who are going to stay within your life, who are going to leave or something like that. Like I have, like most, I have forgot most of my friends' name. I spent longer uh, time in my life, like my high school. Like I was there for four years, five years." Uh, like all this like the same batch kind of you know we were the from 1998 to we all like grew up and passed together but i'm not in touch like most of them or you know there is a whatsapp group here and there okay. but you know uh, 
uh, it's just one year we had spent <laughs> in that too in a very young age and nice. i don't know like we have somehow kept this connection alive thanks to facebook thanks to internet i guess and then more more thanks to you because you were actually <laughs> you wrote the letter you were you sent the message in facebook so i feel always like damn it <laughs> because i am always searching for somebody else or something to have this connection right. but i like I, i i should have <laughs> gone for you i guess but i uh, yeah you, we are always searching for something else which when we know that you know it is with me what happened was um Although I lived in uh, Tirumangalam for just a year, uh, I have uh, a very photographic memory of that place, right? I I remember uh, the tree in front of our house and uh, the flowers were always yellow and it was just on the main road. Uh, I remember walking towards a uh, high uh, school every day. Um right. So th- there are these couple of photographs. I don't know if I still have them like I think I You have I've, photos? I'm not sure I'll have to check okay. I, I but I do remember uh, seeing one of my photographs on stage I think it was a school annual oh, day yeah. or uh, I think I have that we yeah, have we do yeah. have that yeah. I played uh, I played Alexander, Alexander yes and yeah. I I won some uh, a, a, a gift it it was like a small bird like chicken bird yeah. if you just uh, press it, it Yeah, you know an egg drops yeah, out of yeah, it, it drops out like that. <laughs> and that was the rage back there it was like yeah, the pokemon right. of the our times i remember a school assembly and one day i got tirukural uh, as a gift for winning some ah, elocution okay. or essay or something like that right, and right, right. there was just one bench in our classroom and instead of sitting <laughs> on it we would kneel down and put our books on top of it so you know uh, this is what i'm saying right like i have a very photographic memory of that place and and you're the f- only person whom i remember in our class right uh, obviously there was another person whom i remember but i i never really I made an effort ranjit yeah yeah so for all the yeah. uh, reasons Since you okay. said the alexander i remember him because i think he played uh, porus porus right oh yeah yeah, yeah. i guess uh, jesus <laughs> not i cannot I believe that we actually remember these things. I know. Right? So <laughs> now, actually, I have that photo. I have that photo somewhere in one of my albums. Okay. I I remember this. Uh, I think mutton liver fry that he used to get to school, or chicken yeah. liver fry. It was some liver man, and it was like yeah. amazing. You know, I used to tell my mom, "Why can't you make something like this?" <laughs> And yeah that's my one of my dad's specialties so. oh dad used to make it okay okay <laughs> my dad is the cook oh okay, so, okay. and then uh, there was this time where i was sick for some reason and i checked the question paper from you and and our science teacher found out that i had already known the answers and she gave me a zero in the exam so i mean <laughs> really yeah yeah this happened i and i was yelling on my mom like i could have answered all this question because she insisted that i just check the question paper for reference right and i took that oh. question paper from you and it turned out to be the same question paper in the exam also right so yeah. anyway I mean, so, we were three people so they are not going to set a whole <laughs> question paper just for you <laughs> yeah so although i was there for a year i i have all these fond memories from that place right and and when i look back uh, uh, i think that was also a time where my memories were sort of solidifying so it, yeah. if you 
tell me a name of a place where i've lived uh, i can pretty much visualize uh, at least some bits of it you know if not completely right so right. i think uh, trimangalam is where a lot of things started to happen for me um, yeah. uh, although we are, we lived in three other places before coming to trimangalam but i think i was too young to remember anything prior to that so so right. which is why i never forgot you also right because uh, you are you are the first friend whom i remember even after all these years uh, okay so uh, okay we were pen pals for a couple of years and then lost touch and then after college uh, you know one of my ideas was i wanted to retrace uh, my journey so far in, in the sense that uh, we have lived in multiple cities over a very long period of time and i wanted to revisit some of those places and see uh, or at least connect with people whom i'd met ages ago and see if they still remember me i mean nothing is going to come out of it but then it was for my own sake you know so it was during that phase i guess that i started trying to find you on facebook um so early part of the last decade i guess so yeah. yeah that's the story behind why i sort of reached out to you <laughs> jumped ahead a lot but uh, just give a back i mean this is all clues here and there so your dad worked in a bank yes and uh, you had a brother i still have a brother <laughs> Oh sorry <laughs> sorry you have a brother yeah. what's his name siddharth uh, prashant prashant okay yeah. sorry how how is your brother doing how are your parents doing where are they right right now they good man they good uh, so they they visiting my brother right now um, okay so my brother uh, he has sort of taken the same route as my dad uh, my dad used to work in kendra bank and he retired last year um, okay. my brother works with state bank of india now and he, oh, okay. he's in a town called hindupur uh, pretty close to bangalore uh, yeah, yeah. but then on right. the uh, andhra side so uh, yeah, yeah. he lives there with his wife so my parents oh, okay. are there with him right now and yeah so okay, okay, uh, they okay. good they're doing very well for themselves for how long did you guys like been moving around for your entire uh, school yeah right i mean um, okay. obviously like i stayed back in hyderabad but my parents uh, were moving around until 2 years ago so oh, okay 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 oh they are still moving around uh... N- now that now we have settled down in hyderabad but uh, uh, okay. i'm trying to recollect uh, how many places that they've been to right okay so my dad uh, started his career in a place called atmakur uh, atmakur was first second was guntur third was roddam then pochampalli then tirumangalam then jalesar then hyderabad then uh, rajmandri then bangalore then vijayawada vizag gulbarga then davangere and then oh, yeah. uh, hyderabad did you come to the davangere 14 places they have moved to bro 14 <laughs> yeah I, i visited my parents when they were in davangere uh, dad oh, worked okay. for but you were you did not live there as such no i mean i was in hyderabad around that time right so oh, okay, okay, okay. once in a while i would go there to just a benedosa and come back <laughs> so, 
but lovely place i really like <laughs> yeah what what was your longest uh, stay in the in your school period so every place was 3 years for us right like uh, unless you get a promotion uh, which which is what happened uh, when we were in tirumangalam uh, which is why dad got transferred okay. any given place you're expected to stay there for 3 years uh, my longest was hyderabad okay, obviously okay. right and because uh, when i was in my 12th right. standard dad got transferred but then we didn't want to shift schools around that time so yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, i think for for my parents though i think bangalore was their longest period they were there for 5 years um before moving oh, okay. uh, moving to other cities yeah on that note we'll take a break and we'll be right back so stick around okay uh, what is your top 3 favorite spots or activities in hyderabad there's one cafe in jubilees it's called beyond cafe uh, beyond coffee and i just sit there you know? uh, it's my daily routine like uh, that's my second home office it's a huge place so there's plenty of uh, room to move around and you know uh, it helps my writing also in a way so uh, i've been very very loyal to that one cafe uh, obviously there are some other really nice cafes there's autumn leaf which i go from time to time uh some of my friends prefer another cafe called roastery uh, this is in banjara hills that's also a nice place you know we uh, once in a while we probably might go to a pub which we know and you know so there's there's this place called broadway which we go pretty frequently and another place called lavantage uh, it's also a nice place now so these are some of my favorite uh, hangout spots in hyderabad uh i mean when we are talking about hyderabad we cannot miss biryani so <laughs> what is the what is your favorite now i'm not talking about the best biryani what is the your favorite biryani spot i really like the stuff which we get at shagaus uh, that's really nice there's uh, cafe bahar that's in bashirbag uh, i'm trying my best to not say paradise because so highly overrated and i mean uh i've got nothing against them but it's just too dry for me you know so, something like that uh so uh i really like this place called uh, ralsimar ruchulu there's right. a spicy venue there's uh, uh vivaha bhojanam and uh, if you go to old city then uh, there are a lot of amazing places uh, there's pista house the shadab which is very popular uh, in charminar okay. um okay. again in mehdi patnam uh, there are There's this place called All Seasons. Um, there's a, a, a very good Shagaz branch also there. So, yeah. Too many places to name to, just for Biryani or Halim alone in Hyderabad. We love to eat. So, yeah. And now back to the episode. You went to Bitspilani. Yes. Bitspilani is one of those colleges like everyone talks about IIT but not many people talk about Bitspilani even though it's like it never comes up in conversation but it has this very uh, prestigious obviously you know mm. heritage to it uh, you know. So like how was Bitspilani did you have any expectations what was the culture? So uh, I mean I I get very very nostalgic about my college I love my college I have I had the best time of my life uh, back there because I didn't do a thing, you know. <laughs> I think that, that that's what I really love about that college because it 
it helped me understand who i am as a person i think right. that's one of the most important things that a college experience can do to you right to give you yeah. that clarity about who you are what you are capable of what are your strengths and weaknesses and what are the subjects that you are interested in to explore further and make good connections um, you know so uh it's a very long story and i love talking about uh, my college experience right um because i had aimed to get into bits the fact that i got into bits that made me very happy right i was right. very very happy to get into bits and and i think my parents were extremely proud of me back then you know i think that's yeah. the last time they were so proud of me <laughs> i was <laughs> I got into college and um, like you rightly said right uh after triple i after iits i think back then at least bits had this very elite uh, halo around it like if you get into bits then your life is pretty much sorted types like that's the kind of uh, impression that people got so when i got into it so i mean uh, it was it was a license to keep bragging to uh, relatives and you know family friends for my parents at least uh, they were genuinely happy for me and i was genuinely happy for myself that i'd achieve my goal of getting into bits but i never i never really thought about what my life is going to be after uh, i get into bits right i i didn't prepare myself for engineering as such i i wanted to get into bits i got into it so that was my dream accomplished whatever um so first day orientation session our vice chancellor is on stage and he he tells this line um, you are 18 years old so we'll treat you as adults so as adults we expect you to make your own decisions uh, pave your own way figure out what is it that you want in life if you study well then you'll go places from bits if you don't study well then we wish you good luck to figure out whatever you're good at right these were their lines and i think uh, these lines uh created a huge impression on me because i didn't understand what that second line meant about trying to figure out what is it that you want to do in life uh from what i remember we were clearly game, not adults at that <laughs> yeah i mean you will eventually get to know that but initially because all your life nobody treats you like an adult and for the first time because you're in a hostel Uh, on a limited budget you have you're supposed to make all those decisions yourself and yeah. you have to you have to figure out your uh, academic schedule what uh, the co curricular activities anything else that you want to do study you know uh, i think that's what like nobody would treat you as an adult uh, slowly you have to really understand and learn to treat yourself as an adult i think that's yeah. a, it's a major difference here and uh, we slowly understood what that meant right uh, making our own decisions i think it's a big cultural shift for a lot of us you know? we're not used to it uh, all we knew throughout our schooling and junior college was studying well you know getting good marks that's about it like there is no no other uh, thought or that's anything, what right? it's fed into our minds like your only job is to study nothing else i mean it's nobody's fault right like that's how the society yeah, no i'm not faulting it. it i'm just saying yeah, stating yeah, that right. it's a fact like that's how 
they don't want you to worry about anything else right exactly everything else is taken care of like yeah. now now you are supposed to keep your room clean you're supposed to wash your own clothes you know all that stuff will happen in college now yeah. uh i remember uh, uh my first experience at the workshop so uh, a workshop is where all your lathe machines are and carpentry everything is taught there and it's compulsory for all first year students and right. uh, if i was going to be a mechanical engineer i was going to spend a lot of my time eventually in that workshop eventually you know in my third year or subsequently um i, I hated that place man i mean i just hated being in the workshop i didn't understand anything that they were trying to tell us you know um it's it's quite simple when i think about it now but back then it just felt so overwhelming just being in that workshop and i'm right. asking myself do i have to do this for the next 3 years of my life <laughs> i'll go crazy i guess anyway so uh, i started watching lot of movies uh, on campus so we had a huge auditorium and they would show us two films every week two films like one hindi and one english i mean uh, it was quite regular right because uh, right. i'm talking about era when um there was not proper cell phone connection also i remember yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my first semester first year of college i didn't have a cell phone with me right so yeah. we had to make a line outside our uh, um telephone booth so that you can book your call and then make your call home and all so we we come from that time frame on yeah. campus uh, our nearest coffee day was about 200 kilometers away which was either in uh-huh. jaipur or in delhi so it was like in the middle of nowhere so once you go to pilani you are in a world of your own in those uh, inside the campus right i mean there's nothing to do outside campus also so we were pretty much inside the campus all day long that all year long so i didn't even know pilani was like the place name for a very long time i thought which <laughs> pilani is i i i thought pilani is some professor's name <laughs> they have started the college or something yeah. i think it was very long time then i like got to know like oh it's which pilani pilani is the name of the place where the bits is right right so i'm guessing there's nothing else in that place except I, for that call that town has a long history you know because the birlas itself uh, they have a history of almost 150 to 170 years um anyway so uh, long story i saw a lot of films and then in my third year i started watching lot of world cinema now this was a huge turning point for me because i mean obviously everybody watches films and i guess tamilians and telugu people we watch lot more films but yeah. then we uh, at least back then i i didn't really watch enough films which which i didn't understand you know so i would watch an italian film and i'm like okay what is the director trying to tell me through this story so stuff like that got me thinking and that's when i started reading up a lot about movies about um, themes that directors would convey through their work you know and why are certain stories so grim and dark you know so uh, that was a huge learning experience for me because i was uh, watching so many films i wanted to recommend them to my friends on campus and and the only way i could do that on a larger scale was to start a blog 
so bits offers people lot of electives which are not compulsory subjects it, these are up to you whatever you want to learn in that semester i took a course called critical analysis of literature and cinema and because i wanted to learn more about cinema i think it was a natural choice for me uh that course really helped me to understand cinema as such right like what do you focus on when you watch a film like what is important for you what appeals to you like it's not enough to say a film is good or bad right you have to be able to explain why a film is good or bad um so i got exposed to more of world cinema than and and lot of classic movies and and my prof uh, her name is geeta be be very very grateful to her for the rest of my life she really helped me open up to all these new things uh, which was which she was trying to teach us and i still remember final exam of college uh, that course ka and i wrote an exam uh, i wrote my answer and she was so impressed that she gave me a, a good remark you know uh, she wrote good on the answer sheet i almost had tears in my eyes right i'm like four years on campus nobody has ever praised me like <laughs> graduation done all i know is that i love movies and i want to talk about them or write about them that's it like i didn't really have that ambition in me or drive in me to make it big in a software company mm-hmm. but then because i didn't have a choice i ended up joining satyam 2007 uh, october i come to hyderabad for pretty much of 2008 i was on bench um, they said if you have a project then we'll call you types you know so right. thankfully they gave us internet connection so i and obviously the only thing i could do was actually sit and read more about movies <laughs> i log on to wikipedia uh, every hollywood film will have a reference to roger ebert yeah um, yeah and i was like okay who is this roger ebert I'm, and how come i've never read his work so in that entire year i would religiously read roger's work and i want to know how he has written something and why certain thing appeals to him and how do you communicate with the reader and i sort of try to imbibe some of those uh, some of that techniques into my writing as well on my blog uh, i was writing a lot about hollywood films and whatever collection that i had and all that um anyway so early 2009 ramlingaraju gosen says Hey guys, I've committed this huge fraud. Sorry, fuck up happened. And oh, so the company was just one year, is it? Uh, couple. So I I quit in. So by July of 2009, they sent some 10,000 people on sabbatical, saying that if market situation improves, then we'll hire you back in after six months or something. But okay. anyway, so uh, my last day in the company was sometime in June or July of 2009. and i formally gave my resignation on the same day when avatar had released in december of 2009 <laughs> i still remember that because <laughs> i saw the premiere of avatar the previous night and then i wanted to watch it again i saw the film my resignation letter was in my hand while watching the film after the movie was done i went to the office gave my resignation letter and walked out oh, so so you actually wrote a letter I mean yeah we had to type out and say hey guys uh, this is my formal resignation letter and all that oh, okay. it was more for your 
formally relieved from the company types right okay, you know? okay 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 so so this happened in 2009 so 2009 was also when i started writing about telugu films on my blog and by then a lot of my friends who had moved to us they were reading my blog uh, while doing their masters and they were passing around links to my blog to their friends so it sort of started getting little noticed you know i was hardly getting about 200 300 visitors per day back then you know mm-hmm. and it was such a big deal for me and i'm like oh god so many people read my blog <laughs> so after that uh, stepping out of company in june when we were on sabbatical we had pre-booked a, a trip to singapore and malaysia uh, this was a friends trip from college okay. um, i told my friends that i don't know when i'm able when i'll be able to go back to a foreign country again so i want to explore a little more of malaysia go on a solo trip uh, do some soul searching and all this stuff and i was on a ridiculously low budget compared to all of them right and they were uh, kind enough to say okay bro it's okay like go ahead do your thing and all that i was barely with them for 3 days and uh, for the next 5 days or i was all by myself and i'd never gone abroad before that right yeah. and never to malaysia and i didn't know what what i was doing all alone right but somehow being in that country all alone connecting with people talking to backpackers in penang langkawi and i remember this one condition which i had with a cab driver slash tourist guide in langkawi i spoke to him for 4 hours i'm <laughs> like and and i was a very very silent guy on campus right very, uh, major introvert i won't open up to people as much so i think that was a huge turning point for me like i, I could hold a conversation for that long i could engage in a conversation ask him something tell him something so when i came back i thought i was ready for something more interesting right like where i would where i would be able to put myself out there talk to people um interview people right so that became my thing there um so when i soon after i came back to hyderabad magadira had released 2009 oh. and i wrote a review which got little more noticed that led to my first job uh, my first writing gig was with a company called 123telugu.com it's still that's pretty popular now but back then they had just started it so they gave me a freelancing position mm-hmm. and after that i joined a magazine called southscope i was there for about a year and a half and then i moved to a a tabloid it was called postnoon i was there again for a year and a half then i worked in a company for 6 months and then i moved to times of india i was there for about 18 months um and then i moved to another digital media company called idream media i was there about 16 to 18 months again and then in 2017 i was like you know what i think i'm i'll take my chances and i'll go i'll be a freelancer now so since 2017 i've been freelancing for different national media brands like right for first post news minute film companion uh, and then a bit for a couple of other publications in between so this has been my journey so far now yeah 2003 to 2020 2020 yeah how how was your uh, like industry connect uh, in that sense like uh, or is, was there a point where there was pivotal in terms of 
people in the industry started noticing you or know you by name or anything like that or it was just happened gradually uh, okay so for me i guess uh, people know me at least initially reviews were my uh, calling card i guess uh, people know me from that and then obviously once they know who you are uh, interviews become easier for you to get also right it was a gradual learning experience for me um, initially i remember uh, going to lot of so we have press meets right where it's like a group press meet um, the celebrity is sitting in the middle and the entire media is around them we can bounce off questions um, and everybody goes back with the same set of question and answers then they write about it um, if you write for a reputed publication then uh, you get your own slots to do solo interviews it's there that you have to create your best impression it's these group press meets where you actually get noticed right so you ask a good question they'll remember you okay sometimes the actors themselves actors directors writers themselves they reach out to you saying that hey you know what we read your work it's good uh, keep up the good work um, uh, and that's how you build your connects contacts and all that stuff and also there are very few people who actually write in english in in um hyderabad ah, okay. it, we have a huge uh, telugu media telugu centric right, media right right um, right so uh, the english media itself is small right like uh, a lot of websites uh, they don't really put put their uh, writers out in press meets and also it, 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 i think a lot of such things happened for me to get my work out there and so which got me noticed i guess so uh i think by 2015 yeah i was in a better position right where i could uh, get decent interviews and all this stuff first two three years were a struggle obviously like if, let's say if i was going uh, if i was going for an interview with a newspaper it was going to hire me they were go- they'll ask you are you good with your celebrity contacts first two years i just didn't know what to reply to that eventually i was like okay you get your byline a lot of times a uh, lot of times the pr guy will set up an interview with you so you get your way around so it it took me good four or five years for me to be better at it i guess yeah now i'm okay like uh, even even today it's a big problem to reach out to the top 3 4 stars in the industry mm-hmm. but apart from that people sort of know me so i guess it's okay like uh, yeah i can get my work done here yeah on that note we'll take a break and we'll be right back so stick around what are the top 3 celebrity moments have you had in your career be it an interview or just a meeting i started my writing career sometime in october of 2009 uh and 15 days into my work uh, my boss calls me up and says himanth you have to interview a couple of celebrities uh, and i asked them so who are these two people so they say junior ntr and rajmouli and i'm a huge fan of rajmouli yeah so uh, unfortunately i couldn't interview uh, uh, tarak then but i interviewed rajmouli so that was my uh, my favorite celeb moment second one i would say I think interviewing Trivikram Srinivas would be second. Uh, for the simple fact that uh, 
he has never done a, a solo interview with a, a journalist you know there's never a one on one conversation it's always with his team and all that so but somehow it worked worked out for me and right. uh, i got to meet him and uh, we had a very interesting discussion for for an hour meeting anr garu was uh, one of the most memorable moments of my life anr is aknani nageshwara garu one of the greatest screen legends in telugu cinema so he had come as a guest oh, for an event at a uh, telugu cultural event at bitspilani hyderabad campus and the way he spoke that day i mean it just blew my mind and very practical uh, brilliant speech and i was so speechless that while walking out i just shook his hands and said sir you are amazing and then i just walked out it was very weird because i didn't give him a chance to say anything <laughs> but yeah uh, i was like uh, i think i was really starstruck when i met him you know because uh you can't think of telugu cinema without uh, considering ntr garu and anr garu anr garu was our total at least for me he he epitomized the golden era of telugu cinema among the very few people who who still survived you know uh, well into the 2000s uh so that was a great moment for me and now back to the episode how do you choose like what movies to review what movies not to review or like how do you prioritize in terms of so uh, currently i write for first post uh, all my reviews go there now with first post because they're based in bombay uh, they need some they need to see some buzz about the film right uh, the film needs to be talked about before it releases so that's when they know that okay like we can go ahead with the review and all that so uh, the uh, i tell them uh, beforehand that uh, so and so films are releasing this is a star cast they know who are the popular actors here who are the big names uh, who are the up and uh, upcoming heroes and there is big buzz about it we we sort of discuss about it uh, so it it needs to have some buzz in some form at least um, right. that's when it gets reviewed and also because i'm a freelancer and i review only for one website i don't really have a choice to push out too much of my work uh, have, i'm always at the mercy of the editor if they say right. review this then i only give them that that's about it right right right, right. so i don't re- watch every film which releases like uh, in a given year let's say about so official data will tell you anything between 200 to 250 films release which is wow you're including your dubbed films english films dubbed in telugu tamil films dubbed in telugu malayalam films dubbed in telugu everything put together it will come to about 200 to 220 to 30 let's say straight telugu films like purely telugu films made for telugu market there'll be about 120 130 on an average right um, among that i probably watch about 60 to 65 so which is like i'm watching yeah uh, i'm watching at least one film every friday right we have phases where films don't really release or or at least noticeable films won't release right it's it's in the first half of march because everybody has exams then then it will be in the fir- uh, around july um when schools reopen so big films won't uh, release then 
um so there are these time slot uh, time frames where noticeable films won't release um so i have the liberty to skip reviewing around that time because the ones which release uh, do it because they have no other option uh because every other slot is taken up by some other big film or something um so but yeah i'm i'm pretty much reviewing at least three films a month uh, right. which is like three fridays yeah right sometimes it's a lot more than that but yeah uh, yeah four films on an average yeah do you get screeners early uh, like early preview or something no no so we don't really have a culture of pre screeners uh, because a lot of times films are not ready for screening that early right <laughs> uh we are always working on the last minute basis uh push out content and all that uh sometimes so let's say if a film is releasing tomorrow they'll have a screening the previous night or for some films which are a little um so some films really need that buzz to be built up right so so that's how that's when they have test screenings a week in advance so whoever comes for the film they'll watch it and then they'll go back and uh they send out their reviews and creates more buzz and all that uh but that happens very rarely uh so we're always aiming for the friday morning show uh, in the local theater and i think that's the right way to watch at least a big film right because watching with a crowd whom you don't know makes such a big difference um a lot of times we also have press shows for which i go to Uh, but then big films we always prefer in a cinema hall right yeah right like in terms of um, uh, what to say in terms of the shift that is happening or you know it's getting uh, more and more as you said uh, it's going on scale or like basically the bahubali effect or something like that like how big of a deal was that it literally put uh, telugu cinema and map uh, in india as a pan release kind of a thing as well as world cinema so you know if i can say that uh, like has that shifted anything majorly in terms of uh, how the industry operates or at least how the film and the projects they are taking are they taking more risks or they exploring more avenues or anything like that definitely man i think that was such a watershed moment for telugu cinema right um, see all said and done uh, predominantly telugu film industry is a very budget conscious industry right like uh, obviously we still go overboard with our budgets but then every actor knows what their market is right now uh, uh so we have about let's say four or five categories one is uh, with absolute newcomers right uh, now in this category people try to restrict their budgets to 2 crores or maybe even less than that uh, with print and publicity everything put together they want to release a film in 2.5 crores so that uh, from theatrical revenues and satellite which is your tv uh thing and digital rights they sort of recover their money so this is one slot the other the next one would be something which is in the 5 to 7 crores uh market uh, these are with actors who have had one hit two hits 
uh, and who are slowly trying to find their feet so they don't go beyond this budget and then you have your uh, 15 to 20 crore uh, bracket and then a 40 crore bracket and then uh, an 80 crore bracket and 100 plus crore so everybody knows where they stand right we don't really go overboard as much right in a year maybe you'll find one or two films which have actually gone overboard and everybody is talking about it and even the actors acknowledge that we should have planned better that happened so they're aware of what they have done you know uh, which is why i say that we are a very budget conscious industry you know with bahubali what happened was um, because of the scale that they were making it in um, they couldn't compromise on the budget there right because if the uh, if they were not ready to spend as much money then they, the end product would not look as big as it would be and also none of them had made films on that scale so planning for that uh, scale and uh, challenges which would come up it was not possible for a lot of reasons you know logistical or otherwise but with mm-hmm. bahubali because they didn't know how much time uh, it would require and the the resources that it would take to put together such a massive project they took a huge risk like i think they bet everything on the film if the first film had not done well i don't know if they would have had the money to complete the second film you know it was such a big risk because the film first film did so well they knew that people were ready for that content uh, by the time the second film would release and also it opened up the then market in hindi especially right because until then uh, the biggest hit uh, dubbed film in terms of dubbed films was robo robo had done about 22 and a half crores when it had released and people thought that nobody except a shankar rajni combo would ever come close to that you know it was right, right, right. it was the mindset that everybody was working on bahubali 1 when it released it crossed 100 crores in hindi alone and it was like oh my god it's such a it's, i mean it just opens a big door for uh, for uh, bahubali 2 also right so and the film that did really really well on tv also in hindi especially i think that sort of prepared a lot of people to come back to theaters for uh, part 2 uh, looking at the numbers i think uh, uh, telugu industry as such and also tamil and other industries regional industries they they got this confidence that if you have a big project uh, to put out you don't have to be so scared anymore right like uh, your markets have opened up hindi audiences are ready to lap up your a product if it's good enough um your hindi tv channels the kind of money that they would pay for the satellite is huge you know massive uh that alone would be uh, almost worth a big budget uh, film budget right big film right. budget right. Uh, and then um, your international markets have opened up your uh, bahubali 2 alone uh, all versions put together in us and canada it made 20 million dollars and it it was a time when our biggest of films won't even cross about 3 3.5 million so uh, but then it's also important to understand that a lot of things have to align uh, for such a thing to happen right like not every film will have this sort of luxury 
um that it will have a audience ready to uh, watch whatever we make um so it really gave people confidence that they can go big uh, they don't have to restrict themselves to a telugu market alone um because now a good film will work in other languages also if it's dubbed well and uh, the release strategy is good where do you think Uh, like what is coming up in telugu industry in terms of like okay the next one was arjun reddy that was like a different kind of success again which put uh, telugu uh, industry people on the map it it really pushed uh, the graph of both director and actor right yeah sandeep banga and vijay uh, devarkonna became really popular right so i, I think uh, uh, in terms of the hero's character characterization is quite uh, radical for us in telugu i think that's that's one of the reasons why it works right. so well and we know while since um, we had seen anything like that vijay was really good in that film and obviously it triggered a huge debate about um the um toxic yeah. masculinity yeah. as people put it and whether uh, uh, uh character uh, like a lot of people went to the extent of saying that we worship this character and all that so a lot of people also started asking questions you know uh, is this, is this right or uh, how do we put it in my, um in film um so in the past 5 6 years we've had some uh good films you know or at least films which actually uh, made people notice telugu industry as such so we had our baubali iga and then uh, uh films like arjun reddy pelli chupulu uh and then even rangasthalam mm-hmm. mahanati uh and there were this a uh, lot of uh, low budget films like care of kancherpalam um and uh, this year uh, there was another film called um, alavaikuntapuram lo which became really popular um with telugu audience and also otherwise so uh, we at least from the way i look at it we are consistently trying to do good work or put out some interesting right. films out there i'm not going to compare what we are doing with other industries you know, like let's say malayalam or uh, uh, tamil or hindi i mean the storytelling in each of these industries is very different uh, and very localized also but from where we were a decade ago to now um, i see that a lot of young filmmakers so young writers have come into the industry with their own ideas and i think that's what is really changed in the industry also right uh, we we like if something is yeah. different these days right uh, and or it has to be really epic and goosebumpy and a story well told um, i think bottom line is the story has to be told well no matter how you tell it but um, i think that's what people have become more conscious about I don't know like how many project they would have shot something in 2020 and they probably released it in 20 sorry 2019 and they released it in 2020 but I don't think there was much shooting in 2020 so what like do you expect the output uh, how much of it's going to reduce in the next year or the coming season see I, th- i think everybody is ready to make films again right like uh, it's been almost 7 months gap now for audiences to come back to theaters to you know uh, 
to for theaters to thrive again that's going to take a little bit of time again and it depending on that uh, they they're going to prioritize which films to release first and which are your big films which will uh, bring back the audiences and all that obviously they're going to wait a bit to see uh, how to respond to this new change but i have no doubt uh, people will catch up um, uh, we are going to make lot more movies we'll come back with the vengeance i guess uh, if i can say that word um, okay, okay. yeah are there any specific uh, projects uh, that you are excited about or you are looking forward triple uh, r man I th- uh, but i don't know when that film is going to release uh, i i hope it releases by next year or uh, or if not next year then 2022 Uh, so let's see I, i don't know when that film is going to release but that's one thing which i'm really excited about anything else or okay i mean i'm i'm also quite interested to see how uh, this new film with allu arjun and sukumar uh, shapes up right uh, okay. they've worked together couple of times in the past uh, arya and arya 2 and uh, the concept this time is about uh, uh, sandalwood smuggling okay it's red sanders so it's called yerra chandanam in telugu uh, okay. so uh, let me uh, i mean uh, that's something which i'm curious about uh, to see how it shapes up now you have kortal shiva making a film with chiranjeevi next year i guess uh, ntr is going to team up with uh, trivikram srinivas um, so there are interesting films uh, which are in the pipeline okay. but for me it's triple r nothing else the top 5 things that made you happy or making you happy in 2020 oh dude this is so tough man yeah so, um i in- invested a lot of time reading books i think that's the biggest step that i've taken this year so reading books is was uh, is my number one thing of 2020 uh, number two is trying to write about topics other than films so i started my own website uh so uh, the primary goal for this website when i started was uh, use it as a testing ground to write about different topics you know and see if i can still make it engaging for uh, readers so starting that website uh, for my own thing was my n- number two thing and number three would be uh disconnecting myself from the environment that i am in right uh i understood that i need to slow down and reorganize uh, and uh, recheck what my priorities are uh, investing time on myself you know and i invested a lot of time in uh, reading about climate change that's as one of my focus areas going forward and uh, there's also history and you know i've been engaging with so many writers and journalists um, from all over the world following their work conversing with them um, so that's that's been a huge positive development this year uh fourth one i think the biggest positive thing which has happened in this year is spending time with family man like um so in 2020 i think if there is something uh interesting or good which has happened in my life is spending so much time with my parents you know <laughs> so i mean there was a point where my mom would be like uh, dude i i'm sure you're really bored <laughs> but then just hang in there you know? <laughs> don't think of going out so soon because i was freaking out uh, reading so much about covid and how cases have 
increase across the board and i would tell them please don't go out i would help you whatever it is and all that so yeah it was an interesting time in our lives uh, this 2020 just have to plug and promote wherever we can find your like, like your socials the websites and which are the publications you're involved in i'll continue to write for first post uh, and film companion and uh, okay. i also have my own website it's called 845show.com uh, okay 845show is our uh, uh, so in hyderabad prasad's multiplex their earliest show is at 845 am and oh, within okay. the journalism circle we call it the 845 show so okay. i i got very nostalgic and thought okay let me make that my domain name nice. so 845show.com that's where i intend to publish my writing and you can find me on twitter i'm at the rate cr hemant uh, pretty active on twitter yeah you you got a huge following man 75000 followers uh, okay let's just say that because i've been doing so many interviews and reviews for a very long time people have sort of followed my work so uh, twitter and instagram i'm cr hemant you can follow me there and it's with the h in the end c r h e m a n t h uh okay thanks a lot hemant all right man lovely talking to you yeah Thanks for the time. It's been the longest interview, I think. Uh, so it's been a very fun conversation, and hopefully, I don't know when or how this is going to happen, but hopefully, I hope we can meet again in person sometime. <laughs> I don't know how how many years that is going to take, uh, but yeah, let's let's hope it happens. I hope so too. You can follow MJ Unplugged on Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts and other leading podcast platforms. The intro music is by Mfly Music. Other incidental music is from Pixel Bay. MJ Unplugged is recorded and produced by MJ Studios and distributed by Anchor.fm. For more details and links visit us at anchor.fm/mjunplugged. That is anchor.fm/mjunplugged. That was the episode guys hope you liked it you can reach me at twitter at @mjunplugged with your thoughts feedbacks or reviews please let me know what else you would like me to discuss on the podcast if you like to kick it with me on the podcast hit me on the dms or you can email me at mj@mjunplugged.com with your topic ideas that is mj@mjunplugged.com This is MJ signing off. Hope you have a great day and a better tomorrow. Cheerio.